Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Just a massive thank you before we start to whatever you are listening to this. Just a word of warning, we do this podcast three times a week, but we're not always sure which day it's going to be on. So the only way to keep your finger on the pulse and listen to the latest episode is to subscribe, get notifications, why not drop us a review while you're there. Right, enough of that. Let's talk some rugby. I'm Ben James. I'm joined by Simon Thomas uh, for a bit of an impromptu podcast. Um, another eventful day in Welsh rugby. I thought you were going to give me an impromptu song. He, if, if, the, if the listeners could see this, he's perched here on a high stool as though he's about to break into some, uh, you know, like some, Westlife, some crooner number. Yeah, yeah like Westlife. Yeah. So, uh, so, but no, unfortunately, it's just going to be talking. But there's certainly plenty to talk about. It. Just another crazy day in Welsh rugby. I mean. Just so, so the listeners are aware, I mean, I, I didn't, you wouldn't know it from the Ospreys because there's been no statement from them. But the word is that um, their head cl- head coach, Alan Clark, has gone, part of company with, with the region. Uh, as I say, we're still waiting for confirmation, any kind of statement at all from the Ospreys. Nothing has come through, but, um, but there's been no denial either. And... Um, yeah, it seems the uh, Northern Irishman, Alan Clark, who's been a few years now, has gone and um, after a pretty dismal start to the season. So you never like you never like to see anybody lose no. their job or there's a job end. But obviously, I mean, um, things haven't gone so well at the Ospreys and there's no change. I suppose there's, there's three parts of this story to talk about. There's how it's got to this point in terms of results and, and what's going on behind the scenes. The actual day itself, because I think the news broke about two o'clock. We just got back from a Wales press conference ourselves. Um, funny enough, talking about Clark in the on the car and, and the way home. Uh, that's when the, the the story broke, and as of yet, it's it's getting on for six o'clock, and we're still none the wiser in terms of official announcements. I suppose in the third point, we'll get onto a bit later is. Who's next? Who takes the job? So well, well, it was quite surreal because we were talking about him and on, on the basis that he's got a lot on his plate now, you know, and um, but nothing on the plate now. The plate's been broken and taken away from him. And um, well, obviously, we don't know whether it was how mutual it was, what exactly what's happening. We'd like to be able to to tell the readers, but and we're trying behind the scenes to find out what's going on. But it, but it's very difficult to get any kind of information at all out of the Ospreys on it. Um, it's bizarre, you know. We'd we'd been at a press conference. I spoke to him down there speaking to Josh Adams. He was um, all quite good natured down there. Walked back in the office to be greeted with the word "Clark's gone." And that's happening. And then I sit down on the desk, and Willis Halla Hollow has been tweeting out, you know, um, comments about, a, a, you know, upset he is about the things that have been said about him being in the Welsh squad in the first place, saying people people have now got their way because I'm injured. It's all, then you look around. Welsh rugby, it just it's 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 an extraordinary world to work and live in, and um, yeah, it's um, there aren't there aren't that many head coaching jobs in Welsh rugby. There's, no. there's only there's only five of them if you include the Wales head coach and I guess his assistant. So when they come along, whatever what always happens is you draw up the list of usual suspects. <laughs> I mean, you could probably have gone to the list that happened. With, I think maybe when Steve Tandy lost the job some from years ago, and a lot of the people across that were mentioned in dispatches will be mentioned there again. But it, the fascinating thing for me is have the Ospreys got somebody lined up already? Because otherwise, you know, it's a strange situation because we know that Matt Jockey Sherratt is leaving at the end of this season anyway. He's an experienced coach, but. You can't really. You know, he's not going to be obviously there as an option for next season. Um, so what do they do in the short term, and what do they do in the long term? 
We seem to have a lot more questions than answers, don't we? We, we do. <laughs> I, I suppose the fact that we're four hours after the news breaking and there's been an announcement that maybe lends a bit of credibility to maybe they have an appointment lined up. But then also it could be, you know, it could either be that they've been caught on the hot by the news, although you wouldn't think that would take four hours to deal with, or there's HR things to deal with in terms of Clark leaving. So, you know... Mm. As of yet, we, we don't know. Um, the bottom line, though, is if he's parted company with the region, and that has actually yeah. happened, you don't see any particular reason why that couldn't be confirmed by them. Exactly. Indeed. Um, it, 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 it's just a strange sort of scenario for supporters. And I know fans of the Ospreys have been sort of, well, very frustrated with what's gone on. It's been a sort of, it's a dreadful start to the season, but I think they're probably frustrated with things that have been going on for a lot longer in terms of maybe problems that they seem running deeper at the region? Well, it's been an extraordinary year for them. If you think about it, in March time, in the middle of the Six Nations, we seem on the verge of them um, taking part in a merger or or takeover, whatever you wanted to term it as, with with the Scarlets. Um, That lasted about a a day that 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 was going to happen. Everyone seems to be told in the Welsh camp it was happening. Then it didn't happen. I think Robert Davis, um, you know, chairman has come in and kind of Almost maybe in a way you, you sense was had been revitalised by what had happened, you know, and by the kind of reaction to the idea of the Ospreys merging, and it looked like there was a new f- future being forged. They ended the season so well, went on a winning run that ended up as them winning the playoff against the Scarlets and being the only Welsh team in the Champions Cup. You know, at a, at a sort of you know, hugely attractive draw, difficult but hugely attractive with Saracens, Racing, Metro, and Munster. And you're thinking like, well, they're in the, they're you know after everything they've gone through, they're the team of the big time. But this season has been an absolute disaster. I mean, they, yes, they've had horrendous injury lists. I mean, they're probably missing nine, ten of their first team, you know, first choice players. They obviously then have had World Cup players unavailable until certain points. Justin Tipperick's still unavailable. Alan Jones is injured. George North's injured. So they've had to rely on a lot of youngsters playing this season. Um, key men not just internationals but key regional players like Sir Dan Evans you know being injured and um, Corey Allen's been injured and you can go and there's a, it's just a really long list Dan Lidget is injured now and you know Keelan Giles you can go on and on it say they've had no luck at all on the, on the injury front and, and the end result is just win, one win out of eight this season so it's not been a happy time and it's not been a, a very happy day for them today either no. oh, should, should the blame have been laid at Clark's door because you think it's a World Cup year, so they're without World Cup stars. Um, they've had a massive amount of injuries. Now, that's exposed something which maybe Clark is guilty of. Maybe some of the other, someone else in the Ospreys is, but that's their player recruitment. There's, there is a just a, a dreadful squad balance there, isn't it? When it, comes to, when it comes to depth, then you look at what they've done in terms of coaching in the summer. They lost Brad Davis, they lost Sean Edwards as a consultant. So that's two defence coaches gone. They haven't replaced him. There's no defence coach. So Alan yeah. Clark's taken on responsibility. I think, I think uh, who's, um, you know, you've got Richie Pugh there as a skills coach taking care of the, the, the breakdown. I think Andrew Bishop's a skill coach there doing a bit of defensive work. But a lot of, basically, Alan Clark's just had to take on more and more responsibility as the months have rolled on seemingly getting less support. That's what it looks like from the outside. Yeah, I mean, you hear people today saying it doesn't matter who had been coached at that team this season. They were so depleted. I mean, I think it is fair to say that if you maybe compare them with the Scarlets, their West Wales rivals, you know, the Scarlets over a couple of seasons now have, have set about putting in place a plan and a squad strength 
specifically designed to, to deal with the difficult periods of the season because they're, they've got a successful squad, you know, a squad of a lot of Welsh talent. That means they're going to lose players for international periods. What they've done is they brought in quality overseas season-long players and they've also developed season-long good squad players who they can turn to. You f- you have felt with the, with the Ospreys there's been more of an imbalance. In the, if you look at last season, it was marked. When they didn't have their Wales stars, they really struggled. As soon as they got them back, they went on this winning run that ended them qualifying the Champions Cup. But you can't just have one team. Yep. Um, people will point to 13-14 Ospreys being un- unavailable for... You know, recent weeks, but the Scarlets have had a similar number unavailable, and they're coping. And they've, they've, you know, I think won six out of eight, and should very, very close to beating Toulon. You know, so yeah, the balance of the squad doesn't look great. How much do you blame that, Clark? How much do you blame that on people around him? You know, how how much of the results now his fault? I don't know. It's a difficult one. I mean, he he wasn't a huge name no. appointment. He was he was an assistant to start with, you know, and. Um, He's quite a, a serious-minded coach, you know, and it hasn't seemed a hugely, you know, what's the word? I was, there's not much of a great ambience about it all there, you know, and there's not. I haven't seen like felt like there's many smiles or many faces there, and there aren't going to be many smiles there today. Though. No, because you know, as we as we mentioned before, they've been through a lot of tough times. You know, we remember back back in March. You know, the the future of the region w- w- was there. You know, sort of up in the air and and maybe Clark isn't the most rousing of faces to be at the front of the house is he? Well no I mean if you remember that interview that famous interview he gave You look like a beaten man didn't I he? I can't remember exactly which game it was it was it was the kind of a week you know the Friday match before the Scotland Wales yeah, Six Nations when, match it was the, when everything was coming to a head wasn't it and he gave a pre-match interview I remember it was on television where it was it was so doom laden you know basically saying didn't know if there would be a future for the region and then by the end of the game it was all a bit more positive but it really was kind of a, a dark time you know and um, I wonder how he will look back on his on his, on his time at the Ospreys I mean wouldn't have exactly what he signed up for, what he's inherited, and on and off the field. But good luck to him, whatever he's going to do now. And but obviously the question now is, who next? Indeed, and you, you said there that Alan Clark wasn't the most heralded uh, of appointments last time round. He came in as a forwards coach. Well, managing director Andrew Millward last time he promised a world class coach. Um, as yet, there's no statement from the Ospreys, so we don't know what they're promising this time, but. What do we expect to see on the recruitment drive? Because clearly they didn't meet that last time round. No, I mean, you know, Rob Davis um, is a man who, as I say, was invigorated by what happened in the spring. And you would think that he, he would be the kind of personality determined to make the, the Ospreys a successful brand again. You'd think he would want to go for a big name. But obviously big names do cost money. But I think, you know, Rob, if he has a mindset to it, would look to bring in someone of that nature. But I'm just intrigued to see whether there is somebody already lined up. Now, inevitably, you're going to talk about the kind of the likely candidates. I mean, you never know the ones, the big names outside of Wales they could be going to. You could go, you could go on forever for them. If you talk about the ones we know who, you know, would be credible people to come in. Mike Ruddock, hugely experienced coach former Swansea coach, former Wales Grand Slam coach, been in Ireland for a number of years, would get respect. I think a lot of, would be seen, a lot of people would would be, would be see that as a sort of, you know, um, a safe pair of hands coming in, an experienced pair of hands. 
Um, Sean Holly is another one, I guess, who will come to mention because he had, I'm trying to remember exactly how many years, around about a decade probably, uh, maybe more than a decade, at the Ospreys as assistant to Lynn Jones, knows the place yeah. inside out. Yeah. You know, um, as we've, as uh, people will know from his work on television, he's a very good analyst on the game as well. He's somebody I'm sure would be keen to get in there. You look at people like Phil Davis. Phil has coached the Blues and the Scarlets. Didn't really work. Ended unhappily on both occasions, but he's gained a huge amount more experience again now. He's been in the World Cup on the world stage in Namibia. You know, again, a guy who's got a, you know, a lot of experience. Could turn to someone like him. Lynn Jones. Lynn Jones has done it before. <laughs> And the dragons as well. Whether they would, whether you would want to be seen to go back, because in a way, all four of those are kind of a little bit going back. Yeah. Redick, ex Swansea coach, Ospreys, you know, uh, Sean Holly, ex Ospreys coach, Lynn Jones, ex Ospreys coach, Phil Day, Phil Davis, ex regional coach. Yeah. Do you want to go down that road, or do you look to bring in somebody fresh from outside? And, and then, of course, it's like with the Blues, eighteen months ago. Who was John Melville? Nobody had heard of him. They turn, so you never know what kind of person people will will turn to. Heineken Meyer, I think yeah. you know, is available. Just, isn't yeah, just being sacked, isn't he? Very experienced South African coach. So um, we can keep throwing names at it, really, can't we? You know, and uh, I just you just kind of hope that something's being planned. I suppose the other side of the coin is you look at his, you look at the current coaching staff, and you you work your way down that. Someone like Duncan Jones, Duncan, yeah, the great bloke, Duncan, Osprey's legend would certainly have the fans on his side um, even if he lacks coaching experience Carl Hogg is the uh, forwards coach he had five years as head coach at Worcester Scotland under 20s he could be someone mm. you look at his credentials that that could tempt the Ospreys hierarchy similar to what happened with Clark wasn't exactly it? yeah so they want to go down that road again it's I don't know I mean the readers will be listening financially to speaking they might they might see that as being the avenue they have to go down yes the, the listeners will notice we're having to do a lot of guesswork here <laughs> it's because basically nobody's saying anything so um, oh I don't know it's a difficult one I mean it's a big big job it's an important job you know because it's our second city based team it's a big area that produces a lot of talent West Morgan, you know and um, it's been our most successful region since the yep. inception of the, of the regional teams, it's important they do well. You know the Liberty Stadium. You know what the future holds there. You know, and um, I do I do feel for our colleague Mark Orders, who covers the Ospreys day in day out, week in week out. What a day for him to pick yeah, off. He's got what a, a day. day off, what a day. But yeah, when he comes back in tomorrow, he'll be picking up the pieces no end, won't he? There are a lot of pieces to pick up. It's going to be a tough job, whoever it goes to, isn't it? Because. This isn't just a case of turning around a, a, a struggling team. There's a lot of sort of things that need to be rebalanced. Arwin Jones, player coach, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tipperick tips coaches Trabanos, you know? I I don't really don't know. It's um, I'm fascinated to know what they're going to yeah. do. Fascinated. I've I just been writing the piece on who's going to get, you know, who, who's in contention to get the job. And well, just, who do I, you think will I get just it? found myself stumped hmm. trying to think who, who, one, who would be in for it and who, who would take it because... Well, Adam Jones, for example, is, is a person who's got a couple of years, a few years' experience now. Harlequins, an, an Ospreys legend, Wales yeah. legend. Would he be interested? Having spoke to him very recently on this pod, my impression is no. Mm. I don't think he's got any interest in coming back to Wales anytime soon. Um, There's one other name, of course, Robert Howley. 
Now, obviously, there, yep. are, there are issues um, which need to be resolved in relation to Rob. Everyone knows about the fact he was brought home from the World Cup early, an investigation into alleged uh, betting uh, breaches, uh, breach, breaches of betting regulations. That investigation, as we understand, is still ongoing. Um, now, Rob had been heavily linked with the Italian job, uh, national job there in Italy. Um, doesn't seem probably that maybe that's going to come to that's fruit. gone now, isn't it Franco gone, Smith has you know, taken uh, that uh, you know, obviously he could still be involved but yeah. you know, he's not the number one job so you know, Rob's got a livelihood to consider um, we wait to see exactly what the findings are but if it, if those findings came out and um, it wasn't um, you know a, a serious t- time off the game he was going to have to take as a result if he wasn't have to kind of step away from the game and you know, in terms, hugely experienced man from the Bridge End area in the Ospreys catchment area, um, somebody who's got vast international know-how now. You know, as a, a system, and also a couple of spells as a number one. If he became available, could that be a way for his kind of, I guess the word maybe rugby rehabilitation to yeah. a certain extent to take place? And uh, yeah, I think that would be a, an intriguing one, wouldn't it? I think the latest developments are that the decision is described as imminent I think I saw that recently well you know if it's imminent and that decision leads to him being able to continue as a coach all of a sudden there's a there's yeah. a big regional job there to fill isn't there without connecting the dots too much were, were Howley to be a credible choice for this role you'd like to think that the Ospreys wouldn't have made a decision on Clark unless they had some knowledge that Howley could come into contention we're speculating probably we are speculating much. there yeah. but we just don't know do we because as we say once again they're not saying anything indeed um, hopefully <laughs> we have rung them yeah we, we, trust me we tried um, yeah so that's it for this little impromptu podcast probably can't say too much more without um well, any more confirmation from the Ospreys? Hopefully that will come in the coming you hours. Always, you can always sign off with a song from up there if you like. Days? Uh, I don't know any Westlife songs. <laughs> there we go. That's it uh, for this podcast. But for all the latest news on the Ospreys, if and when it comes, you can catch it all on Wales Online. Wales Online.